like? Because it's Taco Tuesday. What is it, Z? Taco Tuesday. Bryce, what is it? Hey guys, how's it going? How about that weather out there? Not good, not good, not great. <laughs> no, very cold, very rainy, very wet. My kid's like, why do I have to go to school in this? <laughs> I agree. Like, well, it's not snow, it's not ice. In her defense, they didn't, have sucks. To, they didn't have to go to school just because it was cold outside last week. That's fair, we're setting a precedent. Any minor inconvenience in the weather. Why yeah. do you start with the hat on and then just ditch it? I guess I'm just doing some off-air stuff you don't need to <laughs> be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was covering my ears. I'm like, is level right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just crazy like that, man. What do you guys got? Not much. How was your morning? It was okay. It was okay. We had some meetings yesterday. We did. Business is heating up. Do you do you laugh like when I flip into business mode? No, I love <laughs> it, man. I think you're great. <clears throat> do Jake, you actually think that? Jake is yes. aware that he has a business mode. <laughs> yeah, no, I love when you... Just take over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need you to be rough with me. Well, one time I... Uh, when I used to do... Uh, I don't know what you would even call it for my mom's and my stepdad's business, but, you know, I would do, like, all the ordering stuff and sending stuff out and invoices, whatever. And a friend of mine, a female friend, actually called, and we were on the phone for two minutes before we both realized we knew each other because we were both doing the fake voice. She's like, oh, I'm talking to this professional. Well, same with me. Yeah. Like, she was doing the, and... um, And you're like, girl! I was like... (laughs) It's you. Hey there. Because <laughs> everybody's doing a fake voice on their business phone calls. Yeah, you talked about your wife doing that, right? Oh, for sure. I heard a lot of it this morning. You think I do? I I, I feel like I'm no, just the same I, everywhere. Yeah. Just one big I, idiot. <laughs> I think it's more common for females. Like They've been like trained to think that they have to speak a certain type of way, which is unfortunate, but I do think it's the case. My wife gets extra nice. Oh, yeah. Like too sugary, sweet, oh, yeah. you know, and it's like, it just you talk, don't talk like, like a person. That. No, yeah. she never talks like that. Yeah. Anyway, Women. we're married. Women, yeah. <laughs> am I right? What Can't live do? with them. How about you, Blake? I know we never talked yesterday about it, but I know he had a uh, another big sports weekend. Is there ever is there ever going to be a time when you just say, you know what, this is all I'm going to do, this? Um, yeah, that's actually an an internal battle I have a lot these days because like it's <clears throat> it's picking up here and uh, is it? Yeah, 
What, our scene? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're trying to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I think I we... think it's kind of like we're closer, <laughs> but we still don't know. You know, some people are like, what are you doing? What's what's the final, you know, thing going to be? Like, uh, I don't know. We... I feel like more prepared to know, like we maybe should know by now, right? <laughs> well, I don't it's know. It's been like six months, but anyway. Sorry, Blake. No, I, I know my, my time is coming where I'm going to have to drop all the stuff, and that kind of makes me sad, so I'm trying to enjoy it while I can. Trying but, to enjoy going to a TCU game on a Saturday? Well, I... A TCU basketball game? I, I enjoy the juice of like getting ready for a game, being at the game... Uh, and just being a part of a small crew that pulls it off. I, I don't. I enjoy that aspect of it. That is cool. And I don't know, especially for Argyle, because now that like specifically football games are being videoed, everyone is is trying to figure out video, including us. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, but some schools, you know, will will hire a production company, and one around the area pays at least fifteen grand a game to do it. And they can afford it. And uh, wait a second, Argyle pays fifteen grand. No, no, no. I'm saying there are schools around here that do that. That will pay fifteen grand just to air one game. Yeah, because they hire a company, and they bring their truck just like ESPN does. They operate out of the truck, and they maybe we should do this. Why don't we do play-by-play and and be a company that can broadcast a game? <laughs> well, I feel like <clears throat> there's a decent chance you're paying for this right now. You feel like Southlake is one of those teams? I don't think so. Uh, actually, they, ju- they just changed how they broadcast, so I'm not sure what their scene is. All right. um, but anyway, I mean, just seeing what some schools do and they hire it out and they've got a team of 15, 20 people, and then we can just roll in with four guys and do a better broadcast than they do. That's that's cool to like me. Like the A team. Yeah, I don't know. That's our, that's our mentality. And We're I've trying told- to do more with less. Well, yeah. Just because we have to, and I've told you before, like it's very cool because I I feel like I built the Argyle broadcast from the ground up. Every commercial you hear, every interview, everything you hear is something that I did and put together. And at the end of the night, there is a sense of accomplishment as you're driving home of like, hell yeah! Didn't we have an idea that we never came to fruition? Yeah, we were gonna. I, I just don't know that we would have ever been able to get it over the over the goal line. So. We were working with Jub on this, and we never it never got anywhere. <laughs> okay. But you would never... What was the thing? Blake would never let us... Voice a commercial? Yeah, maybe it was voicing a commercial on yeah, an Yeah, because like Donovan broadcast. would do it. Yeah, you would ask your friends at the station. Yeah. We found this out. Yeah. And then we're like, what? What? Who's bigger friends with, with Blake, I would think, than us? Yeah. But that's... And it hurt us. To hear that, yeah, George is doing spots, Donovan does spots, Julie did spot, whatever. So? So we were going to buy a spot. (laughs) We told George, hook us up with the guy who sells the spots for the Argyle broadcast. Just so we could voice a spot. Yeah. And then when you fire the spot break, but we figured it would never get pat. Like, you would have... You would have been the gatekeeper. You would have known before the game. There's no way... Who do you think's writing and producing the commercial? That's what I mean. But we thought if we paid for it, 
Yeah, they the, could just you say oh, you, could you wouldn't just have been able to do anything it about it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. insert it into a spot break. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even that, you play gotta, the spots. Yeah, I got to put it into my system. And you would have said, well, let me make sure the levels are right on this and all that. But that, I, <laughs> that would have been really funny as I was sitting in my computer. And it was just going to oh, be hey. a spot for us. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like us voicing a local feed store. It was just yeah. Dan and Jake here for Dan and Jake. That's like, a great bit. Like we were talking before the show we here. really hard about this. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, we went to great lengths trying to get it done. I ended up talking to the guy that sells, but yeah, it's oh. it just, we just figured it, this, in the end, it won't work. And we were going to yeah. pay whatever. Yeah. Very funny. Going whatever right. the spot rate is to get on. Dang. That's awesome. Lady Eagles basketball. And that's what it was going to be, too. Yeah, it wasn't going to be the boys. We're not, we're not. I'm girl dad. Oh, specifically Lady Eagles yeah, basketball. Yeah, we wanted oh. we wanted the legals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just so we could get our voice on your broadcast, and you still won't well, let you us. You guys came to a game. I just felt like y'all are not the type to want to do a commercial like that. That's oh, such I think a that'd be great. Jerk. Uh, Dan here for the feed store in Argyle. Come by and get your birdseed, dollar off, whatever. How cool Why would that would be? Why would I not do that? Then I'd get like an occasional email. Hey, I, did I hear you? And they're like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks I, for the recognition. I just didn't seem like y'all would be into it. And then I also just try to keep the Argyle stuff separate from y'all because I th- I think you kind of it's because you mock it sometimes. <laughs> so it's I just I want that it. divider of when I leave the den, then I leave the den here and I go to Argyle and Argyle stays there, and I try to be two different people at two different things. Now it surprises me if you are saying you're going to get off of that in the future because I feel like Argyle has a deep space in your heart, whereas like just yeah. TCU or whatever you're a hired gun. Yeah. For sure. And it's just because I, I, I have way more control at Argyle than I do TCU. TCU, I'm just a guy. I show up and hook stuff up. Mm-hmm. But Argyle's deeper. And yeah, I mean, it is. it has been... I know my day is coming. And it's it's some this job, some Brooks. Just I can't be away as much as I have been in the past. But no, I, I know that time is coming. And so I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it. Over, nope. the, over the weekend, I left here and I did uh, two games at Argyle. Stayed at the in-laws because they live in Fort Worth. Oh. And then got up the next morning, drove to TCU, and did the game. Was wife there, too? Uh, yeah, she brought Brooks. Oh, okay, I didn't know if, like, just you went to the in-laws. Oh, no, no, no. Has that a- ever occurred? No. No, not yet. You're not that? Not yet, know. not ever. Yeah, probably not ever. I don't know, maybe in a pinch. I've thought about it. It's a long drive from Fort Worth to Wiley. It's a long drive from everywhere to Wiley. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't see a situation where I would ever be staying at my in-laws' home. By yourself? By myself. No, no and it, it's not because they're not cool or anything. It's just, it it's weird. Yeah. I can. But they live in Cleveland. Yeah, and I, like, yeah. if I had to yeah. visit Cleveland, I could see crashing there for a night. Bringing back some strange. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Usher her out before anybody gets up. The walk of shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, and once you told me your goal in life was to live in Argyle. I would still like to. That is such a low bar. It's weird. Uh, has that been adjusted? Although, as a guy whose big-time sports dream was to cover kicks for Texas, I don't yeah, know that I... Yeah, you're like... <laughs> I mean, it's an a, a obtainable goal, you would think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just from getting to know all the administrators huh? and coaches... It was obtainable. Oh, the Texas Gunner. Yeah, I'm saying that's and that's similar to that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think it's it's a great community. Really good school system. Obviously good sports. I, th- I, I don't know. I just thought it would be a nice place to live. But yeah, with family being out east, maybe, I don't know, maybe the plans change, but I'm not sure yet. My goal was to uh, work at the ticket forever. <laughs> oh. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> Can't always get what you want. So on today's program... Uh, according to a Jake text this morning, we could do two hours just with viewer mail. <clears throat> I honestly don't think it would be a horrible idea if we had an episode a week that was just voicemails and emails. Because we get a lot of really good stuff. We do. And it would just mix it up a little bit. Well, yeah, I got a lot today, and, and a lot is really... Well, some is not, but a lot more more than usual is like Cowboys sports related. Correct. So that could uh, that could help kick us off into some toppies. <laughs> um, I think we draw the line at toppies, Blake. I don't think we let them do toppies. It's, I think it's longer than topics. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. tops, and uh, just a variety of stuff. You know, okay, I got an email for you that has. Really, it's not from a viewer. It is not viewer mail. Okay. But this is the third email I've gotten in the past three months from my daughter's college, Ithaca College in New York. And, of course, this daughter is not there right now. She is in France watching TV on a sweater. That's right. But let me uh, just <sighs> okay. <laughs> the subject line is notifying IC community of a swastika found in Baker Walkway. Oh no! When did you get this? Two days ago. Do you remember the one I sent you a while ago? Yeah, this is not the first time. No. That's the point. I've gotten three of these. (laughs) Now, this one says an IC student reported that they found a swastika etched into the frost in the Baker walkway window. And then they go on to say acts of hatred had no place on our campus. Where I would would, uh, back up and say it seems that they do have a place on campus because I'll go back uh, to last month. I got an email that said, Dear Ithaca College Community. Mm-hmm. Um, a swastika was found drawn in the snow outside of Terrace Dining Hall, which houses our kosher kitchen. Apparently that's adding a little insult to injury or whatever. Sure. And then we go back to November, and they say, Dear Ithaca College Community. <laughs> Feels like we're finding a place. It is with immense anguish. And indignation. Both? That we share that three more swastika symbols. So this is back in November, so this isn't even the first one. We're found Friday, November 4th inside two practice rooms in the Wayland Center for Music. Let's be clear. These cowardly and despicable actions as condemned recently by the IC Faculty Council will not be tolerated. And I would say... Apparently, they will be tolerated because uh, here we are uh, three months later. I just need to know 
because obviously, well, this is my thing. I think people are doing bits. You're a college-age kid. You're messing around. You draw a swastika in the frost in a window. Does that need an email to every parent who is spending money to send their kid to Ithaca College? Well, probably not, but I think the best thing that you have going for you is that one of these incidents occurred when she was gone. Yeah, two of them, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we all had, you know, profiled a potential suspect. and Come on. She's, Come uh, on? She's, uh, she's the woke daughter. Don't forget. Yeah, but swastikas are funny. Yeah, and yeah, she's also funny. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's like just. But I don't think I think she realizes not to do that. Maybe uh, on campus, but yeah, maybe. What do you think the person who did that is actually like a, a massive anti-Semite? No, they're probably just nineteen-year-old Dan McDowell. Uh, how about nineteen-year-old Jake Kemp? You know, I it never really landed with me. But what but, did but land just with the offensiveness of it? Of, yeah, of that's course. what I mean. Yeah. In, in no knowing problem. people are going to go crazy about this. Of course, this. yeah. Uh, Al Qaeda in a box, as we talked about. Like when I would do the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What do you call that? Well, now that you shoe polish, yeah. Type thing. Well, is it shoe polish? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, let's see. Elsewhere, Blake sent me a story that I don't know if you're aware of. Um, Kelly Stafford. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> has been. I guess it's Kelly Stafford is angry with Detroit fans. Yes. You know what's tough about her scene? Hmm. She almost died. When? She had like brain cancer. Oh. So that gets to Don't make you feel you- like that's like a a solid cover for making fun of somebody's wife for kind of being lame. Yeah, that gives you an excuse to be annoying. It's a great force field for yeah. a lot of things. But it doesn't cover this behind a paywall podcast, does it? <laughs> I suppose it does not, no. I guess because she says the fans were booing her children. How do you yeah, know? in the video... Before the uh, Lions v. Rams game a couple weeks ago. They're, she's walking down to the field, or she's walking down the field, yeah, behind the bench, and her daughters are there. And I think the fans are just booing a Rams jacket. They don't yeah. know who that is. And so, yeah, but of course she makes it personal. Well, she makes it about her. She says, quote, I know you are booing me. No way. But my kids don't know the difference, even if I try to explain it to... Really? Hey. I feel like I could explain that to my kids. I don't boo my kids. How old are these kids? Do we know? Uh, looks like uh, three, five, and uh, six and six. Couple twins. Okay. Then Four. guess what else they don't understand? <laughs> they don't understand that those boos mean I hate you and that you are bad. Right. If you can't explain to them why they're coming, then I don't think they really understand that. And did they care? No. You don't boo my kids. And also, like, didn't it feel like, uh, you know, a couple years ago that Detroit was, like, squarely behind the Staffords? Yeah. I mean, I understand it's different whenever you're playing them or whatever, but, like, I feel like Matthew Stafford got, like, supreme support from Detroit. 
I didn't feel like there was any hostility towards Stafford. Also, isn't this obviously there's always going to be it's kind of like saying, man, Twitter, tough place. Yeah. You know, if you find the one, if you put a tweet out, yeah, and then yeah. you get 99% support, but you got the one. And there's always going to be a couple guys. There's always going to be one guy making a swastika in the snow. <laughs> you know, you don't have to send a letter every time. She says the whole scenario is hard to accept, but not as hard as the questioning of my integrity. It happened. <laughs> Own it, move because people were saying that didn't happen. So she put out a, a Instagram post. A video showing as they walked along. It's kind of like um, remember Trump at the Clemson game. It was, it was, I think it was in South Carolina, or they were playing South Carolina, maybe. Which is obviously Clemson is in South Carolina. Don't look at me like that. But <laughs> I was wondering how I'm you saying would... they were they were yeah, not yeah, at yeah, Clemson, yeah. and. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like you got an equal amount of, oh, look how everybody's booing Trump at the game. And then you saw some things, and he was walking in, and yes, people were booing Trump. And then you got, ah, oh, look at everybody loves Trump, and you saw where people were cheering. Like, you can, you're going to get it all. Sure. To his great credit, he's just kind of like, whatever. He has zero awareness of anything happening. <laughs> he's So Kelly Stafford, be more like Trump. Yeah, I think a lot of people could, don't you? In certain ways. Um. Yeah. I. I. I guess in general, I would. I would hope that people uh, look at themselves and say, "Oh, maybe I should modify the way I behave." But that's not something that the former president does. Yeah. And that's why he's the former president, and I'm sitting here. Spencer Gatlin sent us an email. With good a new ice, new ice cream flavor, Osama Bin Latte. That's really good. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> it's not like totally Israel-Palestine related, but it's still really good. <laughs> the Jay Gruden RG3, uh, what, what would you call it, Beef, lives on. You guys watch the show Beef? I don't watch any shows. Is that a dumb question? <clears throat> Same. I just finished. You guys, you don't watch any shows either, Blake? No. Is it because of all this TCU Argyle <laughs> stuff? It's a busy time of year. Yeah. Okay. I just finished watching the uh, Nathan Fielder show. Uh, the one with uh, the Emma Kirsch. Stone. It looks really good. I would love to talk to you guys about TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I got a cat. I got a, a one-year-old bowling ball. By the way, you told me you were going to come over and meet the cat. Is there a time limit? Like, it's been some rough weather out there. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, a couple days ago, you were like, I want to come over and see this thing. I do. And I'm just saying. Like, okay. You offer stands. No, beef looks really good. It looks really stressful. It is. It's a good, good, uh, good program. And you worked in a, a kitchen for a little bit, right? So That's not the show. Oh wait, what that's am I thinking the bear. of? The bear. Thinking of the bear. Oh, beef is the uh, like the ro- <laughs> the one that starts with like road rage. Yeah, obviously. Uh, okay. Oddly enough, you would think a show called Beef yeah, might yeah, be yeah. set in a kitchen. My my bad. Yeah. Um, is it a show or? But I've had road rage. You <laughs> you've you've done both. That is that is correct. Um. No. Anyway, I just enjoyed. I enjoy people picking sides. 
in RG3 versus Jay Gruden. <laughs> Why would you need to, but sure. And uh, one comment said, I'm Team Gruden. <laughs> RG3 wanted to be a pocket passer, left his pregnant wife for another woman, said he was going to release a tell-all book, then didn't, uses his new wife for clicks on social media, and is an attention whore. Give me Jay. Some, and some I just, solid points. I just thought I could have used that from my Kempspin friend here. I, I don't think I ever knew that he left his wife, <coughs> left his pregnant wife. That's a. Well, I mean, I knew all of that other than the fact that he wanted to be a pocket passer. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that most interested Jake, actually. <laughs> what an odd thing to be grouped in there with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does seem like there's a lot of Kempspin-y stuff, and then you got that. But I guess that's where the whole debate started, actually. Yeah. It yeah. didn't really have any personal things. In I mean, it. I knew he left his wife. I didn't know that. He left his <clears throat> ex-wife, who is very Baylor, for a woman who is very NFL quarterback. He stepped up. Yeah. But he, he definitely posts, <clears throat> excuse me, he definitely posts like really lame TikTok-y style, like family videos with his with his wife it's really you would hate him yeah they're terrible <laughs> um jeff our website guy the great jeff frank jeff geoff sent us a an article on the reason the buccaneers didn't call their final timeout in detroit yeah and i don't know if you guys think this is a good reason but basically, it was tying together Todd Bowles and Dan Campbell, who were here in Dallas, in Big D, together, what, around 2010-ish? I didn't know Todd Bowles was here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, Parcells guy. That's is cool. he the one that found the mouse in the McDonald's no. shake? Or That's uh, Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Okay. I'm that, you got to give me something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Todd Bowles was a um, secondary coach here. Yeah, for two or three years. Before okay, that was that was oh five. Yeah, yeah. Twenty ten, they were on the same coaching staff in Miami. Correct. Campbell was a coaching intern, then a tight ends coach. Bowles was secondary coach, and then eventually the interim head coach. Was that when? Saban left in 2011? Because I know later uh, Dan Campbell would be the Dolphins' interim head coach as well. Anyway, um, but the point is they're boys, they're friends, and that it was kind of a, hey, we know this game is over now. Um, and I also question, like, so Stafford apparently – Stafford. Goff. Goff was – was, taking the knee like 14 seconds left on the play clock or uh the yeah yeah the play clock yeah. yeah um so if he would have banged that first time out would he have done it again well they they only had one time out yeah, yeah would he have just let it go yeah. down to the uh one second so i guess it's just the uh, i guess i kind of buy that that, yeah, just kind of a handshake deal. Hey, we know, we yeah. know this is over, but but Garrett would have absolutely banged the timeout. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I don't want to be uh, in league with Jason Garrett too often, but I would have also. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're friends, I mean, dude. If there's even the slightest game, possibility. It's a 48-yard field goal. Yeah. Like, there's a chance that gets bricked. Or, or it gets blocked. But if there's like five seconds, then you just take the snap and right. run around run in the around. backfield or yeah. whatever. But, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's cool on the part of both of them, but I don't know. To me, that's a, a little bit too cool. And before we get to this giant pile of viewer mail, I have a couple of quick sports hits, if you don't mind. Um, one, I forgot to mention yesterday, but we talked about the Damar Hamlin thing. and um, Fake punt. Did you see the Impractical Jokers meme on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All the guys. They are good for me. <laughs> I will say. Run a They're fake great. punt with the player that died on the field last year, then they do it, then they all bust out laughing. <laughs> Dude, I read Peter King this morning, and he was giving out his awards. A really nice breakdown on the uh, defensive player of the year. Said it was his toughest pick. You know, because Micah's very good in a lot of metrics. You know, uh, I think he ended up giving it to Miles Garrett. But, he, but when it got to comeback player of the year, he's like, no-brainer. DeMar Hamlin <laughs> over... Dude, I, it's Peter King. Just if... <laughs> I always thought the comeback player, though, had to, like, do something. Not just, like, be not dead. Well, a, a popular choice for that award is people that come back from injury. Alex Smith, a couple and years And then ago. they... Oh, does he just come back from injury, or does he actually like go they're, make? They're good. More yeah, than, but I mean, play more was, than twenty he plays. Was literally all year. dead. Do you love that meme? What have you guys seen that yet? I've I've seen it a hundred times with different situations. Oh yeah, we were talking about it yesterday. Like the the Make a Wish. No. Oh, the little girl. I don't know what show it's from, but there's some five second clip where she's like. Why couldn't you just stay dead? <laughs> you guys haven't seen that? I've no. not. Oh, damn. All right. Is this one of the things you think you think? Um, <laughs> it poss- possibly is. It's Peter King, dude. Like but if you, if you ever thought Peter King was going to choose anybody but Damar Hamlin, then you don't know Peter King. My big complaint, though, is with CBS. And I had to go back to make sure I wasn't... Uh, they never showed a replay of that. They did not. They no. talked about it. Romo's like, they had eight guys and uh, they had eight blockers and there was only six guys to block. And it's, okay, let's break that down. That was yeah. a pretty big point in the game, I think. Well, yeah, it was, it was what, t- 13 minutes left in the game or something? And it's a one-score one game? And you're doing that from your own 30. Yeah. I mean, they got lucky because that's where the ball fumbled out of the end zone right after that, but that almost gave them a touchdown. Sure. And and it wasn't fourth and one. Yeah. It was fourth and five. Right. It was pretty significant. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you do think, would you rather just go fourth and five, just have your real offense out there? What's a better chance? That or the uh, former dead guy? That would have certainly <laughs> sealed. <laughs> it doesn't have to. <laughs> Always be referred to as that, but yes, you're right. I would rather go with Josh Allen than the former dead guy. But I want, and Brian Curtis talks about this stuff all the time. But I wonder if, like, does CBS have the worst production? 
Because I've noticed this before with CBS. Yeah, I think Fox has the best. I don't even know how to like grade that, but yeah. I feel like Fox is always like really on top of stuff. And CBS is the one who uses uh, Gene. Yeah, Gene Steratore. Terrible. None of them are really good, but he's the worst. Yeah, their halftime show sucks. Yeah, their studio show is, yeah, it's cheeks. And then here's my last sports item. Well, besides things that emails will kick us into. My last sports item is the death of Sports Illustrated. Mm. I want to see if uh, what you guys think about this, the significance to you. Because it's a pretty popular thing for people of uh, my age and older to be waxing nostalgic about Sports Illustrated right now. I was never big into it. Uh, I was familiar they did a swimsuit edition. <laughs> uh, I think I read SI Kids growing up, but no, I, I don't have a big pull to Sports Illustrated. The magazine, anyway. Yeah, my kid did SI Kids. For sure. I did that too. Did you? Yeah. But even then, like, um, around the time I graduated college, TC could tell you this, uh, I started subscribing. Like when I had some of my own money. Mm -hmm. And I would read it religiously, dude. Like cover to cover. Even like stuff that I wasn't interested in. Just because in my mind it was like, I now can pay for Sports Illustrated. And I would say, like, my experience before that was when I worked at a grocery store and I would steal it. <laughs> <laughs> I would just steal a copy. I knew three people or four who would, times a month who would take Albertsons. the covers and, you know, plaster their wall, wall with the covers. Yeah. I tried it with my, we lived in a, uh, I lived in Ohio, so we had a basement, mm. but it was not furnished. So, like, the, I don't know what you call them, but it's the wood. The ceiling was just the like beams. the beams. Okay. The, anyway, a, a cover would fit over that and cover that up. So, like, I, I tried putting – I probably put 50 or 100 up there. No, um, I loved it, man. <clears throat> and then even, like, uh, you know, even in, like, the digital era, I thought they had some really great online writing and some really great podcasts. I loved uh, Andy Benoit. Yeah. It was a friend of the show. Yeah. I love Gary, whatever Gary's last name was. Zimmerman? <laughs> um, the guy that he did the show with. Oh, oh, no, okay. Different guy. Yeah. But, um, Dr. Z is... Dr. Z Gary was great. Zimmerman, I yeah. Think. At the the back of the... Uh, I even like Rick Riley, which is gay, because it probably sucked. It was probably about golf. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved it, man. I loved it. I love when they would do like long form uh, features, and like I know that everybody's supposed to say like, "Oh yeah, I just missed the swimsuit." Like, <laughs> I don't know. I had porno. Yeah. By the time I was like fifteen, so that was definitely not a Sports Illustrated thing to me. I just loved it. That's a big dividing line, I guess, between our me yeah, and yeah, you. yeah. Like our ten years is different than your ten years with Blake in yeah. certain ways, but like. Yeah, that that was a a key moment for me as a young <laughs> once a year, yeah, kid to to get the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit issue. Yeah, and then the the <clears throat> following week, this might have shaped my sensibilities. 
the following week letters from viewers or from readers yeah the yeah, following yeah. couple weeks people canceling their subscription they yeah. would they would post all those and it was just hilarious <laughs> they wouldn't post them all i'm sure they got a ton but they would post a few and sure. it was just some it's a good bit person that was pissed that that the, i thought you were all about sports i wish to cancel my subscription as of today good day sir <coughs> dot 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 I said good day. I said sir. good day, but like I remember, um, as as we all do. Like I remember so many different covers. One in particular being the LeBron cover, because we graduated high school the same year, and I remember the first LeBron SI I I ever purchased. I probably stole it. Like he's wearing the uh, St. Vincent St. Mary jersey. So that was big because to me... And he was like 17. You know, When I I'm was like, in junior oh high God. or something, I think that's when Dwight Gooden was in the majors. Yeah, he was 19 years old. Yeah. And I was so stoked on Dwight Gooden for the same reason. Yeah. It was like, I've heard about this guy. They have a 17-year-old on the cover of SI. Like they're saying he's the next Jordan. And I remember that, seeing that and like picking that up and being like, oh my God. Was that his first one? I think that was the first one. Because that, that was a big thing... Uh, for me growing up was counting the covers because Muhammad Ali had been on the most, the most and it was yeah. whatever 52 and and then uh, Jordan I think oh he's down he's on 45 now okay let's you know I'd be rooting for Jordan to get on the cover this week it was, um, uh, it was this one yeah 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 I yeah. remember that um, it's really interesting too just to see And, okay, number one, this is like the third time I've heard that Sports Illustrated is dead now. Yeah, I don't really understand. Like, there's always, like, some sort of, like, private equity capital thing going on. Like, they're being it's around the round of layoffs. And, yeah. uh, can't believe it. Uh, Peter King left. It's the death of right. Sports Illustrated. And then they have a little resurgence and – or. Somehow they have like Richie Witt doing like a blog. Yeah, and then you <laughs> like, get the not yeah. then you get AI right writing for them. But I just wonder how can a company like that who is on top fumble the internet age so spectacularly? Hmm. Like the internet age, obviously you can be a you can focus on writing. The Ringer is showing us you can. You can do things on the internet and be successful. <laughs> the athletic. The athletic. But how could Sports Illustrated, is it uh, the hubris? Is it that, I mean, it's kind of like we're trying to learn a different, similar medium, right? And how this all works in this world. But if you are just used to, like... <coughs> I don't know. I mean, newspapers in general did. But if you have one, you're a brand name like that, like Sports Illustrated, etched into everybody's head and can just become, it's just odd, I guess. Like Blockbuster or Kodak. Blockbuster, or... yeah. And I guess they had an opportunity to slide into the sure the digital world and, and didn't. Like, did they have a chance to buy Netflix when it started? Of course. For um, a 
thousandth of what it's worth now. And laughed at uh, Netflix. Yeah. I mean, the main thing is just, yeah, that people, well, this is kind of a longer, complicated topic, but part of the problem is that, uh, you know, these companies owe people money, right? So they have to, whether they're public or not, like they have to pay money to a shareholder or they have to pay money to, they have like this massive overhead that they're running this magazine. The way that they could embrace the future with like the diffusion of innovations that are occurring is they would have to take less profit and put that towards something that is kind of uncertain, right? You don't know for sure that digital cameras are going to work out. You don't know for sure that streaming movies are going to work out. You don't know for sure that really online publications are going to work out, but you're going to have to peel off money from your margin and put it towards that. Nobody knows that's for sure going to make money. But that's the only way you can be there. And some of it's ego, right? Of course. Oh, this is what we do. This is, this what, is what we what do. We're that's good what, at. Like when he said hubris, that's yeah. this is what we do. We make digital or we make cameras, you know? Like we don't make robot cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have to make less money to be prepared for the future. You're talking R&D. I'm talking a little R&D, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I am. A little research and development. Which is interesting because you guys have both threatened to read my thesis like multiple times. You know I've read it. But there were a couple of newspapers. I believe the San Jose Mercury News might have been the foremost of them that really got into this. And I don't know. They're probably out of business now. It's 30 years later. I don't know, 40 years later, but they actually did have like a website early on and were able to monetize it to a, a pretty profitable degree. Hmm. But it still didn't last. You're saying they're out of business now. Yeah. I mean the, the, you know, the one thing you run into is that like the entire industry failing at once, it's like just because you did it right. Well, everybody else is used to doing it this other way now. Like if everybody else did that, yeah. that might be a different story. Maybe so, yeah. I mean, some of it too is just exposing, you know, it's like trimming fat or whatever. Bloat, yeah. Yeah, like they were getting, they were so bloated on, what do they always say? The classifieds. Classified. I mean, dude, they were re- they were literally running, and I don't know how much this means to you guys, but they were running at like, a 25 to 30% profit margin. That is like pharmaceutical sales. So is that like... That we, is not normal. Then if you talk about the shareholders and stuff, is that, well, we have to continue at that level. Right. And it's like, well, this is an anomaly. That's not normal. Like, an, a, you know, a normal business is running at like 8 to 10 or something like that. I think. But the newspapers back in the money were just, or back in the day, were just backing trucks of money up. Yeah. Uh, they always talk about the expense accounts and just the, yeah. the stuff they used to do for parties and just they spent yeah. so much extra money. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I guess the same thing is kind of happening with radio in a way. I think radio will always have its place. This is my opinion is I think that music radio 
is the thing that's really dying. Only because I have satellite and... Um, why would I turn on a local music station and have five minutes of spots or eight or whatever their spot breaks are if I could just wa- uh, listen to the uh, the seventies station or the <laughs> your solid gold <laughs> or whatever? Yeah, like you could just or I I think even more than that is Spotify. That's all my kids do. They'll fire up. They'll put on their phone on on their you know car radio or car stereo, I should say. And it's all Spotify. They've I don't know that they've ever turned on their radio. You know, it's even a, a step further than that, and it's something we could talk to uh, Sam about if we ever have him back on, is just making money off music. Well, I mean, he's, Sam Anderson, he, he said that they only, they make better money if they could sell it to a TV show. Yeah, and that's why, like, touring is very important now. And he, like, just, he says even that, though, you don't make as much as... No, no, for sure, but, like... Even having your song played on the radio doesn't really matter now. Like for awareness, it doesn't even because. Yeah, that's originally why you wanted it on the radio. Yeah, and then people could buy an album. Yeah, well now but they now don't. Now you can go <laughs> yeah. buy one song and right, you probably don't get really anything from it. Right. The economy, man. <laughs> but I do think so. Music radio. I think is in very, very big trouble. But I do believe, I truly believe that talk radio, local talk radio will survive. And that's why I do think the ticket in the long run is going to be fine. Um, just, I just feel like that across the board is one thing you can't get. And it's kind of like one of the reasons we feel like maybe we'll go live at some point is like we want to there's something to the immediacy there's something to things happening there's something to uh i had an email from somebody who had questioned our energy level at times and i said to him you know i think sometimes it's the live when you're live that you know whatever you say can't be taken back and uh oh my gosh i got to get there I'm, i'm you know if you're running late you got to get up there because it's happening then, and it doesn't matter. They're not waiting for you. It's happening at this certain time. And uh, as far as the immediate, you could think of a Dallas podcast talking about the city of Dallas and whatnot. Interesting, but what if something is happening now, and I need it's breaking news? The only way you can really service that is something that's live. And I suppose the word radio could be live something. It could be a live YouTube stream. It's sure. just a. But the delivery I, I do, system, yeah. Could, I do believe change. live and local is a thing that will not go away. Even your small towns, Which there's is, a place for it. There's not really like an analogous situation for that for the written word. Right. So, you know, with SI, you know, it's... Yeah. Kind of see it yeah, going away. If we're going yeah. back, I forgot we we're talking about sports. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> as it all as it all relates. Yeah, I think that's probably they don't really have that component to it. Also, we were getting sued for like three months, so back off our energy level. Yeah, I think we're going fine now. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do some viewer mail. Hey everybody, it's time to answer some of today's viewer mail. Now, 
Let's not do the sports stuff just yet. Okay. Just because I think we have a ton of different sports stuff that all kind of relates. We do. I'll start off with a uh, a viewer birthday. Hello, Dan and Jake and Blake. I turned 42 January 23rd. Holler at me. I love you. Thoughts and prayers from Brian Dubowski. Dubes. So go ahead. Yeah, hey. Holla, 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 Wait, that one's... Lost season, right? That guy? That was on the lost season, yeah. That one's sportsy. That one's... I'll let you. 10-year-old version of Jake. Oh, that's sports. Hold on. I have that one pulled up also. Okay. Oh, here's something we like to to follow, and I appreciate anyone who sends us these. This one is from Denver Steve. Who alerts us of a Denver area 9-11 memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says because of us, he became curious to see if there were any 9-11 memorials near me. I discovered one located in Broomfield, Colorado, which is a suburb north of Denver. It's basically the grapevine of Denver. I love that we're raising awareness <laughs> for 9-11 memorials. We're never forgetting. No. <laughs> So he had to take a uh, long bike ride. Uh, He says, I rode up to the memorial, which features six bronze plaques, two plaques for each World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and the field in Pennsylvania that the plane crashed into. Okay. (laughs) That feels egregious, right? A field plaque? Yeah. I mean, the other three are for trade center towers and the pentagon i feel like I, you know whatever if you guys approve of that then my bad <laughs> it feels like a bit much maybe more representative of the people that the took people, the plane down yeah yeah the mark Wahlbergs on the right, plane that's right the let's rolls he says along with several statues i was excited to see the piece of real steel from the world trade center how tower are getting these we know how there's a there's an entire economy of this. But I was a bit disappointed that it was only about <laughs> a two-foot-long section of steel incorporated into one of the statues. But you want a whole floor? <laughs> Honestly, kind of spare. He you says. don't say. I'm attaching yeah. the photos thanks to the incredible email technology uh-huh. Hotmail pioneered. Hotmail also allowed me to write this email, then save it into a, quote, drafts folder so I can come (laughs) back to it later and edit the email. That's from Denver Steve Jake's Air Max Eskimo brother. Ooh. And then he sent uh, some pictures of himself, or actually, he didn't take a picture of himself. He just sent a picture of his bike next to the various, uh, here's the memorial. Are his Air Maxes in there? The... Statue with the genuine World Trade Center steel piece at the bottom and me in front of... Oh, here's him. Me in front of the Let's Roll plaque. Yeah. There's a Let's Roll plaque. Yeah. <laughs> that guy gave me some uh, some shoe tips once. Um, do you have anything non-sportsy or should we just... Do you want to read Chet Millennials? What's that? To the owners and proprietors of the Dumb Zone, Inc., enough is enough. You are doing a disservice to your listeners with the daily promotion of such an antiquated email server. Hotmail is the bare minimum. What? 
of what the internet and email has to offer to everyone, and there is far superior options available. Hmm. So this is the ones I'm going to read, Blake. Okay. He says, AOL is an innovative leader <laughs> with amazing features, yes. such as instant messaging, email personal, uh, personalization, and basic spam filtering. Uh-huh. It's time for the AOL tribe to rise up and speak out to ensure that the audience knows the powerful technology that is available to it, them. Incredible. Speaking of like Sports Illustrated and how did we lose our <laughs> AOL, our Aim. big share. Because AOL was the one they'd send you a disc in the mail, correct? 30 hours for sure. It was also the one that... Uh, I don't even know what word I would use for this. It wasn't necessarily social media, but, like, do you know about, like, AIM? Do you know, like... Is it like I, an what, instant what messaging What I grew thing? up doing. What yeah. is it? Yeah, it was pretty much instant messaging, but, like, you would just spend all night on the weekend just aiming. Chicks. Age, sex, location, bra size. <laughs> For real? 100%. How do you know it wasn't like a dude? It you probably was. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. But would you have sex chat? Yeah. Would you? Have, is it like phone sex where they would Pretty actually much. say, "Hey, I'm gonna yeah. un- unbutton your pants here," and yeah. you'd be like, "Okay." And then you know there were, away. there were obviously like rooms as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so a chat room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I grew up, I definitely had chat rooms. But yeah, I mean, that doesn't. That seems to be Reddit now. Is your chat room? Well, this was like live though. You know. Like, oh. So it was like, in real time. Okay. Which is a little bit different than Reddit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the the AOL Instant Messenger was was all night every weekend. Really? Yeah. For two or three hours. Or two or three nights a week, it would just be like... So parents had no idea? No. No. They didn't know that just what kind of cesspool or nefarious stuff you can get into there. Yeah. It was, and you know, another part of it too was that like we didn't really have text messaging, or I didn't, anyways. Yeah, so like that was on, the that was just like texting before. Yeah. See, that's interesting because you always think about like I'm lamenting the fact that we're not watching shows together, but it's kind of the way it is. Like nobody watches shows together. There's the only shared experience does seem to be sports. Yep. Maybe your big award shows, but that's that's definitely a timestamp, I suppose, where you can speak to a lot of people around your age just Dude, by they like they have that shared experience. I would have twenty aim boxes going at once. What does that mean? Just like little boxes of chat, like that you could. So you glom onto someone. That you think you match with, and you're like, all right, let's go off into this Yeah, and it, and it might be somebody you might actually know. Yeah. You know, like people from your school or... I'd say the bulk of it was people you knew. Yeah, like girls you know from school and stuff, and... And that's what... You that's customize, like, your... Like, the way that it looked, and then you would have to your... Uh, you'd have to nail your away message. Mm-hmm. You needed a good away message. That feels like an easier way to... 
because when I had to, when I wanted to uh, date someone or whatever, I had to call them. Yeah, yeah. Or do it in person. But the, you know, I always look for the easiest way out. So I, I'd make a phone call. But man, that's a nerve wracking experience. Well, you got to get, get past their parents. I don't want you to think that this, like, routinely was, like, a fruitful endeavor. Yeah, but I it mean, at least you could, start, talking. you could start yeah. talking and get rejected and yeah. just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. I don't feel that bad. It was just the written word. Just had to take my shot. Right. It's not as embarrassing. This was to get around the phone call. Yeah. Hey, do you want to aim tonight? Sure. And that's what you did. Rather than call the house and, yeah, get her dad. Okay, so you'd kind of set it up. We're going to aim. Sarah there? Yeah. Yeah, who's this? Uh, Blake. And you, could, and you could also, like, see that they were online, you know, so if you're just like, hey, so. And then uh, she says, yeah, probably not going to be home tonight, and then you see her on aim. And you're like, what? Could you hide that <laughs> or no? Uh, I don't remember. Right. I don't know if you could appear offline or not. Okay, so that would make you feel bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's your rejection right there. That's a nice way of being rejected. <laughs> this was a moment in time, Dan. Yeah, it was fun. And then you had to get another 30-hour CD. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Chet for that email. What's up, Chet? Want a sports one? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Sports E. This is uh, regarding the two-point conversion we mm-hmm. were talking about. And the passionate argument you were making, Blake. Okay. Right? For the... it's. I fi- like it. 55%, 50-some percent. Yeah. The two-point conversion, 95% to kick the one-point. And therefore, if you try it twice, you're almost guaranteed, not guaranteed, but I guess the argument here from DF Matt, he says, I think what we have here is a classic sample size issue. Just don't like you don't bunt in the first seven to eight innings of a regular season game of baseball because you'll score more runs over the season, but you certainly should bunt down one in the ninth of game seven. If you use the Jake plan and always go for two, you will get a nice large sample size, and it makes sense. But to do it in a playoff game is kind of nuts. I'll take the 94% chance to get one point two times. If a guy has a gun to your head and says, give him $200,000 or you die, would you play a trivia game that you have a 94% chance of winning $100,000 two times, or one where you have a 55% chance of getting $200,000 two times. That's an interesting way to put it, I suppose. <laughs> it is an interesting hypothetical, yes. Um, I would say down 14 on the road in a playoff game, you play like there's a gun to your football head. I'm trying to wrap my head around Blake saying, if you don't get the first one, then that means you should get the second. It's it. That's a good I, point, I think. Okay, but again... Like I said yesterday, I understand that if you flip a coin and it comes up heads, it is not more likely to come up tails or heads the next time. They are discrete interactions. I get that. So if that's the issue that he's taking with what Blake is saying, I understand that. But I think in a football game... A football game is not played in a vacuum. With that, so that's what I'm saying. is that you You have plays that you think will work. Like you, it's it the 
the the fixed thing here is the extra point. That doesn't change. That's going to be the same every single time. But if you believe that you have a couple of plays that might actually work, the offense has the advantage all the time. That's the way that the whole sport is set up. So to me, I just think you roll the dice. And, and Twice. Yeah, I think, uh, and you'll get one of them. People get hung up on the coin flip thing, right? Because, yes, it's that's in a vacuum where it's past events don't dictate future results. Sure. However, with two-point conversions, the percentage is literally based on all of your two-point conversions. So it's not a it's not a coin flip. It's just you succeed fifty five percent of the time. And I just scored, by the way. So I have you on your heels right now. Like there is a qualitative, like subjective element to this, like a mental thing of yeah. Here now we're putting it to you. Now Blake, you say you isn't that fifty five percent a league wide huge sample size number? It is not you. Yeah, that's what that's everybody, including the worst offense in the league. So yeah, I mean, if you're a playoff team and you feel yeah, but the worst good, offense in the league might be forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're a playoff team, odds okay. are you have a pretty good offense. Okay. Maybe you're closer to sixty. And Jake's right. You probably have four or five plays that you feel pretty damn good about. And, now, and don't you run those when it's third and two? Uh, no. Typically, I mean, no, because it's a different play when the back line is a defender. When you have the back line as a defender... Okay, so when you have the whole field... Yeah, when you have the back line as a defender from inside the five-yard line, that is a very specific portion of your play sheet. And I would say that almost anybody who has played football at a certain level would tell you there are three or four things that you know you could call right there, and it is virtually unstoppable. It, you yeah. Might you, you, practice. F, you might F it up. <laughs> That's possible. Right? Like somebody blows a block, somebody drops a ball. But from right there, I feel like there are three or four things every team should know. You can't stop this. Now, I would prefer one of those things not be a fade. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a one of one option. Like there's nothing else you can do there. Like once you've decided to take the drop to throw a fade, well, now you're throwing. You're not the fade. looking around the field. You're not. <laughs> no, you can't run. You're not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're. You're. That's a bang bang thing. Yeah, and I. I that's why I, I. I don't love that call there. And they still. they practice two point plays. I mean, that's a day of the week. Hey, we're going to practice two point. And the other thing is, if you run it the first time, then you have an idea of how the defense is trying to stop you on your two point play. Which is another reason why I wouldn't run a fade. <laughs> because you don't learn a whole lot by running a fade. Here's how I know you're going to defend a fade. With a one-on-one inside press from the corner. Yeah, I still have trouble with it. I mean, especially because it's a playoff game. Like, I can see during the regular season, and I suppose you do want to instill, we play the same way. You know, this is the way we play. I mean, this is taking a shot at winning the game. Right. Don't you that's want, the point. When don't you're you in want playoffs, it in your hands? Like, why are, we, why are you playing to not lose? That's I don't know. It's just passive to me. Doesn't matter because Baker just fed the ball to the other team and the. There's you kind of have to score <laughs> twice. Yeah. So I have a few that are very um, 
stat-based, people uh, creating charts for us, arguing with us about certain cowboy points. But this one is not that, the subject line. And I don't know if you want to read it or me, but it's, uh, help, my son is a 10-year-old version of Jake. Yeah, when I saw the uh, the subject line, I was curious what direction this was going to go. And frankly, I'm pleased with the direction it did go. That it was just about Cowboys fandom. I'm afraid my 10-year-old son is turning into Jake. I'd like some advice. With four minutes left into the Cowboys-Packers uh, playoff game, left in, uh, my son started bawling. Absolutely sobbing. I tried to console him. It's just a game. You know how the Cowboys are in the playoffs. Don't let this ruin your day. It's not worth it. These went as uh, over just as well as you imagine they would if you told them to Jake during your 20K-plus viewed live stream. Well, thank you. Finally, I was kind of tired of listening to him cry, so I told him to go to his room to calm down. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I forgot as soon as he walked into his room, he'd be greeted by two Micah posters, a Cowboys <laughs> calendar, a Dak poster, his Cowboys trading cards. Can't escape it. And his Cowboys bedspread. The crying continued until halfway through the third quarter. Oh, wait, it was four minutes into the... Yeah, I we mean, all I, knew it was over. I think he's talking about the fact that they were getting smacked on an 80-yard drive in the first few minutes of the game. Okay. Initially, right? And okay, Blake's then, right. Even me, math optimist. Math optimist. <laughs> we knew that the first drive, we were in big trouble. Okay, the crying continued until his tear ducts couldn't produce any more tears. He came out, <laughs> finished watching the game. I fear he's headed for a life of Cowboys fandom like Jake. To make matters worse, both his grandfathers are Aggies. It made him a huge Aggie fan as well. Don't blame me for that. I feel like he's on such a dangerous path. <laughs> he might grow up to do such things like have a very successful job only to quit it to become a podcaster or allow people to have orgies oh, on his lake house picnic on. table. <laughs> Felt pretty unnecessary, Jeez. but sure. <laughs> Any advice from my leaders on what to do? Is it child abuse to raise him as a Cowboy fan? Should I leave his mother during Pro Bowl next week? I'm open to all suggestions. Side note, I used to think Blake was a little bitch while he was on the ticket. Okay, thanks. Because of the dumb zone, I know now I now know how truly awesome and hilarious he is. I've come to realize that I was the little bitch all along. Aw. Thank you, Dumb Zone, for helping me grow as a person, which really is the entire purpose of this podcast. Is it? From D.F. Trevor. I'd never actually considered that. Well, Blake came out of that one smelling like roses. <laughs> yeah. I didn't <laughs> fare <laughs> so well. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's weird. Uh, when we uh, when when Carter had his surgery, you know, his helmet was like a cowboy helmet. Was that because you chose that, obviously? Yeah, I thought it'd be cool. He didn't. <laughs> no, he did not. He was four months, three months old. But, you know, they give you some options, and that is a very popular one. So I thought it'd be cool. But the second I saw him put it on, I'm like, mm, this is going to be painful for you. And I don't mean them cutting your head open. <laughs> Man, the helmet era... I mean, your whole life. My kid was in the helmet, you know, 
had kind of an alien type uh, cone head, so they they put a helmet on her. So for a different reason, yeah, but they're pretty prevalent. Yeah, I mean, once you get into it, you you learn that it is much more common than you would have ever thought before, for sure. I liken it to um, when you start to go bald, you start noticing everyone else's hair. Yeah, and I didn't notice any other kids with the helmet until my kid got one, and I'm like, oh, this is weird. Oh no, it's not that weird. There's another kid with a helmet. There's, mm-hmm. but they were just white. Now they're like Asian. There's no, no, no. no. <laughs> I thought he went with that not, too. <laughs> I'm not talking race. I'm just talking the uh, actual color. And, and now yeah. there people are playing them up. Cowboy star on it. This and that. It's uh, it's a whole. I should have known. It's just kind of like the phone case, right? There's An just industry. a whole industry that yeah uh, blossoms uh, out. Ours of it. was pretty basic. We didn't pay like you can pay a lot of money to have them like hand painted. Ours was pretty much just like a few decals. And I you know what? I don't even think I made the decision. I think my wife did, like thinking I would think it was cool. Mm. And then I saw it and was like, oh. Yeah, it looks great. Cowboys? Do we really want to do... You see what this does to me, right? Do we want to do this to him? But it's interesting to think about, though, like... I would assume we'll at least still be friends at some point when Jerry Jones is dead. We might not be doing the show, but what does this thing look like 20 years from now? What does, uh, you know, Trevor's son's adulthood look like if he's 10 years old right now as a Cowboy fan? Is it worse being a Cowboy fan and a Bills fan than it is being a Browns fan or a... Like, you don't... Um, don't, I think think it's actually worse because... If you're a Browns fan, you just don't. There's just no passion there. If you're a Jaguars fan, uh, can I you would, get that worked yeah, up? Yeah, I would not put the Browns and Jaguars in the same. The Browns are, to me, still very passionate, which is amazing, given the level of suck. But I would say that being a Cowboy fan is better than being a Jaguars fan. <clears throat> I think there is something to the hope, but it's more hurtful. Year. It is more hurtful. Yeah, but you at least feel something. Not apathy. But the difference yeah, is... just indifference all the, the time? That's the, not fun. The one difference is, with this, being a fan of this team, there's one constant. Like, other teams change GMs, they change owners, they get sold, whatever. This is like the one team where there's one thing that's always been the case for most of our lives. So, thinking about what it will be like after that one thing changes... Is very interesting to me. Worked for the Rangers. What, Tom Hicks? No, I just a new stance by the owner and a new GM and a new coach, a new culture, and it just feels completely different. Yeah, but I mean, they've been sold five times in my life. Right? They've had five general managers in my life. The Cowboys have had one. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the interesting... At least since I was, you know, pretty young. It's interesting because they won't be sold. Right. I don't think so. No. They could be. No, you said a Jones will own the Cowboys until you die, and I, I think that's true. I think that's probably the case, whether it's Yodeling Kid. Do you or, think Yodeling Kid at some point will be running that team? Or, you know, they've got a son who just got done playing football Oh, at yeah, Texas. who's the football they, one? Uh, John Steven and Paxton. Yeah. What's Spalding do in this organization? Cleans glasses. Probably what 
Jerry Jr. does. They make him sell shirts or something. <laughs> Books the halftime show. Right. Yeah. Uh, he has to call three six mafia. Kane Brown. <laughs> what if Charlotte runs the team? Why not? Well, that's the whole that's succession yeah. okay. model. Like the girl is actually the good one. Yeah, actually, she is we, the one. That I use should. the term woman. Okay. But that's just because I respect them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'd like to pause <laughs> from Cowboy Viewer Mail to drain the main vein. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Sure. The dumbs up, dumbs up, dumbs up. I'm fired up, dude. Even without Z? I know we're not. Yeah. Rathman, even uh, the, with the schedule they've just played, I'm so fired up for the next five weeks, six weeks of Cowboy football. Let's keep in mind they've beat the Giants, Panthers, and Commanders. Okay. Get your licks in now. Dak's walking out of there. He's walking That's out of That's kind Phil- of like three top five draft pick teams. He's walking out of San Francisco or Philadelphia with a win this year. If Carolina didn't trade there. That's hilarious, too. It is. Will you go on the Impractical Jokers cruise if he doesn't? Okay, what was that? What was the, the claim? I said he's walking out of San Francisco or Philadelphia with a win this year. In the playoffs. You type away. I, type <laughs> words. We all have a role here. Would you would you <laughs> <laughs> would you would you do the dude perfect perfect cruise? If it still exists, sure. No. You have I, my commitment. I wouldn't do that to you. It's happening. I'd just do it for fun. Yep. Because it'd be great. You're listening to The Dumb Zone. I was number five in line for the Xbox 360 at the Garland Target. Did y'all see Tyreek Hill's house is on fire? Are y'all familiar with the video game Grand Theft Auto? We have a lot of buzzards in our neighborhood. Dude Perfect and Impractical Jokers. Mike and Molly. Yes, dear. Friends. Fertile Myrtle. Well, the good news is, is that there's no... No puppet. puppet. Oh, it's sped up. That's great. <laughs> the 2024 cruise has not been uh, planned yet. And uh, well, it typically would have happened uh, right around right now, because last year it was January 20th, 2023. Well, the good news for you is you got Eric Andre to look forward to on the cruise. It's not planned. No. Um, that's a, that's a IJ. In that cut, oh, sorry. We, we talked about Dude Perfect and Impractical Jokers, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And I agreed to either. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's tough. How about any cruise? Like, isn't that just? Aren't all cruises bad? Maybe the actually the Impractical Jokers one might be more fun. No, it wouldn't. Because well, because you'd be with a bunch of Impractical Jokers fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of Blakes just laughing their ass off all day about anything. Isn't but isn't that the first thing you do when you? Go to like a comedy concert or a music, it, something like that. A comedy show, music concert. Just look around at the people that like what you like. And it's just kind of jarring. Like, oh, this is who I fit in with? There is something to that, yes. Like, uh, for instance, when Dan and I went to the Kevin James show. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell Dan looking around, I'm like, yes, these are people who like Kevin James. It fits. A lot of people that look like Kevin James like yeah. Kevin yep. James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You I were got, really way too worried about what is Dan thinking yeah, when I he's there. It was, our, I was, it was our first event together, I think. I had an enjoyable evening. I have one on Saturday, um, which is very interesting because I think, uh, you know, most comedians are in the, the podcast game now, at least to some degree. And I'm going to see one of the guys from Come Town. And the last time I did that, I was like, ooh. I'm a real dirtbag. <laughs> you didn't like the people who are big fans of Well, his? I mean, I like them, but it they're, you know, to to realize that you are them. Yeah. Was uh it was tough. Yeah, I guess I had that feeling when I back in the day went into an adult bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are my people in the porn shop. What's your gribble story? <laughs> uh, Gribble saw the playmaker. That's right at New Fine Arts. Yeah, is that how's New Fine Arts? How is that? You know, I've actually never been um, ecosystem. I've been in there, but I feel like they have a million billboards. Oh, okay. Still, still. Yeah, I think so. We're still. Yeah, how's the? How did Blockbuster die? But the adult. Well, I think the, I think the main reason is because those places do not make their money on adult films. They make their money on dildos. Yeah, on toys. And you can't stream a dildo. Right. Mm. That's too bad. Nobody ever said that before, I bet. But it's true. You want to get back to some uh, sportsy, cowboy-based emails? Sure. Because I have a, a bunch of stuff. What do you want to go with? Um, I thought the Dak NFC East one was really interesting. Well, I don't know which one that is. Go ahead. Uh, it was from Charles. And the one disclaimer I would offer about this email is... Oh, okay. Yeah, I got this. I don't know how this would work if you did it for like every other quarterback, right? Because every quarterback only plays the schedule in front of them. But his basic thesis is that Dak is only thought of as a good quarterback because he plays New York and Washington eight times a year. Yeah, Giants, the fourth worst, Commanders, eighth worst winning percentage in the NFL over Dak's yeah, since 2016. Yeah, since 2016. So 27 games. It says no other division has two teams in the bottom eight. Yeah, I mean, for a long time it was... NFC least, right? Wasn't this always the thing about Brady? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, Bob would harp on this a lot. It, the problem for that argument was that Brady would then get in the playoffs and beat people. Yes, Charles does mention Brady here. So, Dax played 27 games against those teams. The most of any quarterback in that time span by 10 games. So nearly a quarter of his career games have been against either the Giants or the Commanders. And in those 27 games, he's 23 and 4 with a 53 to 13 touchdown to interception ratio um which would come out to like a 32-7 over a 16 which is an MVP season basically. He's an MVP in those 27 games. But in the other 87 games, he's 50 and 37 with a almost like two to one touchdown interception ratio. 50 and 37 still strong. Uh, it's fine, 
But as he points out, that's a 575 win percentage. That's roughly what Ryan Tannehill has posted <laughs> during that time. Interesting. 571. So again, I don't I don't know how to like totally isolate Dak from other quarterbacks who experience the same type of thing. Brady for sure, right? Yeah, he says Brady had a weak division, getting the Patriots four to six wins a year, but he maintained mostly similar numbers against all the other opponents. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Which is, that's interesting. You know, just totally beat up on... I guess it's, you know, you can have garbage time stats in a game you're losing big, but you can also have garbage time stats in a game you're winning big. And I guess that's the allegation here with Dak. Yeah, I mean, that happens. I don't know that these are necessarily garbage time stats as much as they are just wins and solid performances against average to bad teams. But, I mean, look at the the point differential this year. Some of their wins against bad teams, they just destroyed them. So that's why I wonder if that comes into play. That you're just pouring it on against yeah. these terrible, terrible teams. Yeah, I mean, think about. Let's think about some of the other greats, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like exactly like Mahomes has had to deal with top-flight competition in the division. No. I mean, during his era, has the AFC West really been that good? Better, but I don't know about that good. It's just that when they get to the playoffs, they win. They perform well. And that's just what we're asking Dak to do. I mean, just be a little better in the playoffs, right? Not be your same. Yeah, I mean, think about, uh, I mean, let's just go through it. For Lamar. How good has the AFC North been during Lamar's career? Pretty good. Pretty average, I would say. The Browns have mm. been terrible. Cincinnati's been really good. Cincinnati's been good since they got Burrow. Well, the past three years, which is yeah. Half Lamar of was drafted in like 2018, wasn't he? Well, half of his career. The Bengals. Have Steelers been okay. are always in the okay. mix. They're better, but I'm, I guess I'm just saying that like most of your good your good quarterbacks in the NFL. You can look at their division and be like, well, there's two teams here that they're just beating the brakes off of on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes three. So I'm not invalidating Charles's uh, hypothesis here. But I think it's somewhat common is all I'm saying. And I have no leg to stand on because uh, then they get in the playoffs and just uh, <laughs> lose. Yeah, obviously that's the big thing. And it's quite a conundrum if you <laughs> if you have that situation because also, obviously, the quarterback pay. does not control the defense. The quarterback cannot do everything on the team. But, yeah. Yeah, I heard somebody on the ticket mention this the other day, and it's inevitable. It's going to happen. But, man, the day that they – Fire off the DAC extension press conference. 
sometime in the next four months. That'll get all this. People will be very upset. All the talk going again. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Something's happening. Of course. McCarthy, you can wait. But with Dak, you know, as Joel Corey told us, they don't really have to do it. They kind of do, But they kind of do, from a cap standpoint, have to extend him to lower that number if they want to get all these other pieces of business done. So people are going to freak out. I would love to see the <clears throat> the other way go, though. Dak plays here next year, doesn't get extended, hits the open market, makes $75 million a year, and then goes to whoever, Tennessee. And I would just like to see what he what he could do on a different team. So would CD's mom. It's <laughs> a great point. Uh, dear Dumb Zone. Well, she would like to see CD in Houston. Yeah, just not sign anything for Dallas and then just opt to play for Houston. That's right. Okay, you're right. I had it backwards. <laughs> Longtime listener, recent subscriber, first time emailer. If this goes it goes poorly, I'll never email again. I enjoyed your all y'all's conversation the other day, specifically Blake about how the Cowboys' lack of investment in quarterback position might be why we've had 20 years of this dog S. So I dug into it a little bit. So Blake was saying not having a high-pedigree quarterback over the last 20 years has hurt the Cowboys. So I looked at where teams took quarterbacks on average. Were you, is this accurate as to what you were saying, you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to say – I'm not – 100% married to that, but we were just thinking about what constant has there been for the past 30 years. Front office is one. Jerry's definitely one. But another one is you've been rolling out an undrafted quarterback and a fourth-round quarterback, while Jordan Love is a first-round guy. Jared Goff first-round. Stafford first. You know, maybe there is something to the guys are taken in the first round, not the fourth. I might also offer to you that uh, even before the undrafted Romo um, – wasn't exactly like they – I mean, it was – between Troy and Romo, there weren't yeah. exactly any blue chippers in there. No. You know? We had Vinny. Was, <laughs> yeah, but it was like Q Carr, Drew Henson. Yeah, Cor- Quincy, fourth round yeah. or third. Man, I remember trying to get into Drew Henson. Of course. Do you know he played baseball at Michigan? <laughs> Does he have the passion, though, for football? I mean, why did he choose that? <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, you think Henson times era. are bad now. Dude, that was a great sell for a 11-year-old kid. I'm like, what, what can he do? <laughs> yeah, he can do it all. <laughs> uh, this passes the logic test. If the rarest ability in the sport is to find a great quarterback, does it not stand to reason you should pick as many ones as you reasonably can to find a good one? I think that goes to Jake saying the Bears should have taken. The yeah. Bears should, yeah, this year should take another quarterback. Yeah. And last year. And last year. Um, he mentions how, in theory, a quarterback is always a good investment because if you hit on one while you have another good one, someone always wants a quarterback, so you could just trade them for more picks. See Trey Lance or Jimmy G. So he says, he looks into this and says, the Cowboys have drafted the fewest number of quarterbacks of any team since they won the Super Bowl in 95. So since 1995, not first-rounders, any round, Mm -hmm. they've drafted six quarterbacks. That's the fewest of any team. 
When they did draft a quarterback, they did so at the 10th latest average round. And he says, I'm not sure how much this matters. So their average round is uh, 4.3. Boy, I wonder who the six are. Henson, obviously. Carter. Dak. No, Henson was not drafted. Yeah. He oh. was He was a free agent signing. Oh. Okay. McGee. Because he was a baseball player. McGee. Yeah. That failed. So wait, Stephen McGee, Quincy Carter. Nooch. <laughs> ben DiNucci. Jeez. Well, what a spare list. What else? Dak. Uh, Dak. Okay. So we have two more. Since they won the Super Bowl. People are yelling at us. I know. Okay. Oh, Mike White. Golly. West Virginia or no, Western Kentucky guy? Yeah. And Quincy was second round, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. But I think even at the time, that was thought to be a... A reach? Yeah. Uh, of the teams with the most appearances in Isaiah their... Isaiah Stanback is listed as a quarterback <laughs> here, although... That can't be. Well, no, he... I mean, That he can't wa- be the he, sixth, can it? He was a quarterback, but he just didn't play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, who's the Clemson guy that returned a touchdown in preseason? We just talked about this. He was a quarterback. We just I was a huge fan. This. Like, I thought he should make the team. Because he was awesome on the NCAA game. This is going to make me insane. Wasn't he a quarterback, Clemson? Yeah. Woody Dantzler. Woody Dantzler, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that counts. Or Jamil Showers. He was possibly undrafted, too. Yeah, I think both might have been. But in anyway, any case, yeah. of the teams with the most appearances in their respective championship games, not wins, just appearances, each of those teams drafted the most quarterbacks. The Patriots have drafted 14 quarterbacks since the Cowboys last won a Super Bowl. And just having Tom Brady didn't mean they didn't draft quarterback. Now, just having Tom Brady might be the reason they were in the most championship games. So this is a little skewed, right? Sure. The Packers have drafted 14 quarterbacks. The Eagles, 14. The Niners, 14. The Broncos, 14. The Steelers, 12. And those are the exact top six teams in number of championship appearances. Wow. Um, this one is for Dan, but hilariously, the Browns have the highest average round when they do take a quarterback, but none of them work out, so it's clearly not a foolproof strategy. Is it possible that the Cowboys' lack of playoff success simply comes down to the fact that they don't draft the most important position with enough frequency to find the guy who can get it done? And then he says, problems with this theory, one, the Chiefs, have the second-fewest number of drafted quarterbacks but have made the seventh-most appearances. That's because of Mahomes, of course. And then the Browns, Texans, and Redskins have used relatively high number of draft picks with no return on overall success. But these franchises have been dumpster fires over this 96-2022 to stretch. And then he, uh, he attached all the spreadsheets. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's definitely no like foolproof way to do it. I know that this was a uh, a goose thing for Nicholas many years. Roth. Nicholas Roth did that. For me. That uh, goose would say like draft a quarterback every year, run the ball, <laughs> <laughs> give it a wrap. But the problem is, um, 
You know, those guys need reps. And so you have to try to develop them, and that can become a little bit of an issue. At the same time, though, it is weird that the Cowboys have won so many games over the past 25 years, and there's not a single blue-chip quarterback that's been on this roster. Yeah, that, that doesn't compute either. Like most teams that have ascended to the point where they're pretty good had a guy who was like, you know, a baller in college. And that's not to say that Dak wasn't really good in college, but people thought Dak needed to be a tight end. Well, again, they're saying that... <laughs> like when he was coming out of college, there were actual scouting people that are like, I think this is kind of more of a receiver. Aren't they saying that just the whole... I mean, that the Cowboys are a good team, but to go farther in the playoffs, often it's the better quarterback. Yeah. That gets you there. Yeah. That's why Purdy's... What's going on down there? As far as he... Uh, old lady walking by the house, something. Okay. I don't know if the that could be picked up on the mics. Sorry. He sounds like he's in distress. Yeah, no. Um, and then P1... Or excuse me, I'll say he signs it Dumby Nick. Okay. Dumby, okay. But he used to be called P1N. <laughs> okay. He's always uh he loves he loves some math. He does. He loves some adding and some subtracting. He's one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. He says Blake's position assumes the draft selections of NFL teams is the definite arbiter of absolute talent and ability. Uh, basically yeah, Blake. says Blake is making a bad sports point rooted in confirmation bias and a false dichotomy fallacy regarding Dak being a fourth round selection. And he goes and points to the uh, modern era of football. Here's a list of Super Bowl starting quarterbacks that did not get drafted in the first round. Tom Brady nine times. Starter Russell Wilson two, Kurt Warner two, Rich Gannon, Jake Delhomme, Drew Brees, Colin Kaepernick, Nick Foles, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts. So not first round draft picks. He says if you do the math, there's been 48 quarterback starts in the Super Bowl since the year 2000. Out of those 48 starts, 20 were taken by quarterbacks not drafted in round one. This yields a figure of 42% of all Super Bowl quarterback starts in the modern passing era that were occupied. So 42%. But how many were Brady? And that's what skews it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always the... Brady's screwing a lot of these uh, yeah, studies of up. He's <laughs> the know? anomaly. Yeah. Right. Because, uh, you know... Are the Patriots really good every... Or did they have a dynasty for 20 years... Off and on, because they drafted fourteen quarterbacks, or because they hit on Brady. I mean, it's probably much more the latter than the former, but I actually kind of think that there's like a value in, like, constantly keeping your quarterback room strong, even if the guys don't play. Is that just too like football? coach want to be of me like what is Cooper Rush offering them right now like I I would prefer if two they and had... a half million that you can cut off the cap next year that's yeah, what I'm reading I suppose that's true and uh, a bad liner but outside of that like wouldn't you rather have like I 
we, did go we four mentioned and one. it a million times that uh, a million times that having Sanchez with Dak early on was really good. And obviously they didn't draft him, but I just mean like keeping your quarterback room strong. I wish they would have kept Will Greer. He balled out in the final preseason. Like it, from a standpoint of like competition, um, just brain power. As opposed to just like a guy who's here, he's just like, oh, whatever. I'm just. I just don't feel like Cooper Rush is bringing a lot to the table, is what I'm saying. No, but they. What went four and one? Three and one? Three and one, four and one. Give it to Rathman. Rathman. And uh, finally, I have uh, one subject line Cowboys win percentage. A little more behind the numbers info. This is from Jack Mercer. Says of the Cowboys' last 36 regular season wins, only 15 came against teams with records above 500. Seven out of the 36 wins came against a team with a with double-digit wins. 60% of the losses came to teams with double-digit wins. Um, you play the schedule in front of you, but the Cowboys were handed good tests over the last three years. And floundered, mostly in embarrassing fashion. The NFC East being a joke has helped. But when it comes down to the best seven teams in the conference, they obviously fail to match up. Numbers in the attached document, but it might be too Rain Man to make sense. P.S. I'd love to get your take on Gaza and the... (laughs) Houthis? 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 That's a thing? I don't know what that is. What's Houthis? It's a. Was take a half hour to explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was showing you on the ship the other day, Blake. They're a separatist group in Yemen, and they've been attacking uh, ships. Oh. At sea. We're talking pirates. And they film <laughs> it, and it looks like Call of Duty. Oh really? Oh okay, okay, yeah. okay. The thing I showed you a couple weeks ago, where they yeah, like yeah, yeah, landed yeah, yeah. that helicopter on that cargo ship. Yeah, in a Kobe jersey. No, that's a different one. That is a different one. Okay. Well, there you go, Jack Mercer. You got a little <laughs> little Houthis talk. Hey, uh, you want to hear something uh, a blast from the past? So the Bucks just fired their head coach. Oh, the, really? The basketball team Bucks. Oh. Not Todd Bowles. Okay. Wait. AJ Griffin. Really? Even though they're like 30 and 12 or something. Let me look up their record. Wow. Didn't the Pistons almost beat him? Yes, what caused they all did this? not, but they almost did. They are thirty and thirteen. Wow! And is this year one or two for him? Uh, I want to say two. year two. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to uh, hazard a guess at their interim head coach, Dan? No, no, this is year one for Adrian Griffin. Yeah, I thought yeah. Bud was out last. Bud year. Bud was last year. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, because remember if Joe Prunty. You spoke to assistant coach Joe Prunty. <laughs> That is exactly right. Wow. What's the deal? Do you know who Joe Prunty is? I guess not. So he was a Mavs <laughs> assistant coach. And at halftime of every game, they would throw it to the the girl, the woman, the woman. female. <laughs> Reporter. The person who identifies as a female, she, her. She presents. Was Laura something. Wasn't it? So he would step yeah. inside the rooms to go lounge. Well, her name—I can't remember her last name. <sighs> but it wasn't. Yeah. No, it was Laura something. 
And they'd be like, all right, let's throw it out to uh, Laura, and she's going to and, – and it was like Carlisle wouldn't talk. So you Laura can't Green? get Green? Laura Green? That, that sounds sound right. right. Yeah. She ended up working in Cleveland. Well, <laughs> for for this reason. She's very likely works in my uh Milwaukee now because she would interview Joe Prunty. She goes, I spoke with assistant coach Joe Prunty and he said blah 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 and we have to play better defense and blah blah blah. Well, he she was married to Joe Prunty. Oh. And no one knew that. But we did. But Dan did. <laughs> and he would bring this up all and, the time. Yeah, we would play, and it was just hilarious to us. And, like, we had not even heard of Joe Prunty. No one like, had. Like, there's a list of coaches. Like, you got your, I mean, guys who are ex-players that you've heard of. You got your Roe Blackman. You got you got your strength guy. Everybody knew who he was. Like, you've never had no idea who Joe Prunty was. Doc Rivers emerging as the favorite. <laughs> In Milwaukee. Damn, man. That's surprising. But the Mavs are like, this is pretty good. We're fine here. Jason Kidd, kicking ass. Love what's going on. <laughs> Do you see Luca fall down? Get crossed over? Uh, not only did I see that, I saw the clip of Tim Hardaway yelling at the um, – whoever operates the Jumbotron because they put it up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Jalen Brown said something about it. Yeah. Like, like they shouldn't have done it? Don't put that up there. Yeah, he said whoever did that should probably get fired. Yeah. Oh, home game. Well, I like full transparency. But. It's a tough look. Are we done with football email? I think so. Okay. Those were some good ones. Sure. Kind of like. Now we can – can we ignore the Cowboys for a while now? I would prefer that, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just uh, – let's look forward. And let's do this. Here's Jake with the Dumb Zone News. Well, not everybody is willing to be a hero as the city council in Chicago will delay a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. <laughs> Do you just search ceasefire? Every so they're day? announcing <laughs> that they're going to delay the, the, the delay the vote. Yeah, the vote. yeah. It was expected for tomorrow, January twenty fourth. Like we're not ready. We're yeah. not ready to vote on something that means absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing to any. Like what? Yeah, is going to. Ch- I don't understand stuff, Jake. Uh, they delayed this vote after a protest from 28 aldermen. Now, was that a thing in Ohio? I've heard of that word. What is it? I think it just means like kind of like city council, but I only hear it associated with like the Northeast and perhaps the Midwest. Not here? No, no. We, I don't, have an we definitely did not have that here. Elected member of a municipal council. Sounds pretty vague. But that's not something that you heard. What do you mean sounds pretty big? Vague. Oh. Like, all right, municipal council. What do you do? Well, this is a council, and it's of the municipal variety. And you, We vote on stuff. Yeah. 
that's all symbolic. But I guess my question was just like that's not something that you grew up hearing. Like you just called them councilmen. Um, you probably didn't. Have if any I even idea. paid yeah. half of a minute of attention to it, like I never, like I know now there are city councilmen and stuff, but <laughs> you know I know one or an ex one, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it you means. know more than one probably. You think? I would say Jan at some point was probably. <laughs> Jan McDowell was on some kind of city council. Yeah. Want to book her? Um, no. <laughs> okay, me neither. Not really. <laughs> Police in Garland are investigating a deadly shooting that occurred over the weekend uh, that happened after an argument between neighbors over a dog. Why are you nodding, Blake? Blake is na- uh, nodding his head. Uh, you heard s- about this? Yeah. I think I've seen this circulating around Facebook and such. Okay, well, what does Facebook's take? No, just that I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people that either lived in or lived used to live in Garland. That I don't know, it's pretty bad. Why? Two people died, right? Uh, Is this the same shooting? Or are not? you from Garland? Yeah. What's your home address when you grew up? Or do they still live there? You want like the real address? Yeah. 1602 Charlotte Drive. Garland, Texas, 75041. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you remember yours? 27470 Delwood Drive, Westlake, Ohio, 44145. I think I was 6701 Ridgetop, North Richland Hills. My first one would have been Marie Street, but I don't remember the number. How long did you live there? Your main one. Because I lived there from kindergarten to going to college. That's why I remember. Uh, 6701 Ridgetop was from, I would say, kindergarten to eighth grade. And then my parents lived in the house that we moved to until just recently when they moved in down the street from me. Is eighth grade when the divorce happened? No. Earlier? Yeah, I was like seven. Okay. It was a 93 Pro Bowl. Okay. He was still watching the Pro Bowl. Did you live in the same house your whole life there, Blake? Or your whole, you know? Uh, Yeah, basically. Formative years? Yeah, for 20 years. See, that's why, you know, we did move from Dallas out here for like uh, or we have to do this before the kids get into school like that was a conscious decision to sure it'd be cool if they went to the same school system the whole time and back when we were searching we were just kind of looking well what's a nice area with trees <laughs> and it wasn't like i no swear to god <laughs> south lake was not controversy ridden in the early 2000s or at least not to my knowledge. And here we are. Well, anyways, this guy got Oh, killed. dead guy in Garland. There was a dog, and they were fighting about it. It doesn't... It sounds like Blake might have more details, though. No, I, I think I'm uh, I'm remembering a different story where two people got shot at an apartment complex. And I think they're still looking for the guy. Another murder, another day. Yeah, especially in, in Garland. Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you talking about this one in Irving? No. Because there was a uh, mother-daughter double homicide in Irving where a 33-year-old man is wanted. 
but it doesn't sound like that's the story that you're referring to. No, this one was was definitely in Garland. Do you have anything you want to read us from Hood County News? Oh, you want me to you want me to check? Sure. I've been telling you guys that they they're really mad at the Bitcoin mining out there. I can imagine. Why? Because it's loud. It's loud. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've had Bitcoin mining explained to me, and I still have zero idea what it means. I don't get it at all. I don't think you're alone in that. And at the end, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, Let's just end this. I, I just don't <laughs> want them to know how stupid I am. You know, like uh, our buddy? Crypto, Crypto Todd. Crypto Todd. Like, he'll talk to me, you know, off the air. I'm like, at the end, it's, um, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got it. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I'll just, Here's uh, another double murder in Garland, Blake. Brad, 18-year-old and a 17-year-old. Brad says, did you know? Did you all know next year we will no longer have to get spa- uh, state inspections on our vehicles? I did not know that. I heard that out of the news at some point. Do you remember that? I think we did that. I thought there point. was like some sort of like they were consolidating it. There's some caveat. Yeah, it's like certain areas you might still have to. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brad. Also, there's a goat on the loose. Oh, no. <laughs> and Old Granberry Road close to Eminem Ranch Road. I know where that is. Someone's goat is outside the fence. He's on the loose. It's like Dirk is running down the street. Okay. okay. Yes. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. Yep. You got it. So it was announced today that uh, WFAA will be airing 10 Dallas Maverick games this season. Really? Is this a Bally thing? Yeah. Okay. These games will no longer be available on the uh, previously published Bally Sports Southwest Cable Channel schedule. Good. Does that mean no other games are available or just these particular ones? These They're, 10. Man, I was fighting the Bally stream really hard last night. It's Same. so horrible. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Dude, you just have to refresh almost every other commercial break. And cuz you'll just get spinning wheel and you got to back out, refresh, get back into it and then it's fine for another 10 minutes. And like if if you have to back up or then skip back ahead, it freezes every time you do that. It's just it just sucks. They're not putting money in R&D. <laughs> <laughs> what show did you watch that recently mentioned research and development? It's just we're in a business mindset. It's got to be in beef. He told he us about beef. beef. No, it's yeah. not in beef. I'm just a business guy. We had meetings yesterday. Tomorrow's a business day. It is. We got two, what, three maybe? Three meetings tomorrow. At least two, yeah, probably three. But, I mean, I, I feel like this might be the way of the future which is that these games might end up being like, if you want to stream them, you can pay. Whether you pay, you know, Amazon or whatever the the case ends up being. But if you want to watch them just on regular TV, you can. On Channel 8, Channel 27, Channel 11, whatever the case might be. But these are not like ESPN games, you know? Like, they're going to be on ABC, but it's not like you're getting Mike Breen. This is just going to be Falwell, Skin, Harp, 
Leslie, Devin Harris, etc. But they'll just be on ABC. Yeah, that's interesting. That's but that's that's very interesting. It's the way it was my whole life. Not not ABC though. Like they're no, no it's it like wasn't a. a was, Fox has what is it KDFI? Yeah, and like then the the other one would be like Channel Forty Nine. Yeah, it does yeah. which was great because then you could watch uh, tens or strip poker. Don't know how much you know about either one of those shows, Dan. No, the the one I remember is um, who is the guy that would bust people cheating? Cheaters, right? Yeah, that was CW. Yeah, of course, there was uh, Joey Greco. And Richard Grant. That was on the same, yeah. That was way. based here, too. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know multiple people who worked on it. Who worked on Cheaters TV? Yeah. It's a good bit. Loved it. Tens was basically, uh, it was that guy, he's a comedian. Let's do a little charades here. Okay. Uh, Ralph Barbosa. No. Dave Chappelle. That's a horrible guess. Well, he's a comedian. Dane yeah. Cook. You're close. Jim Gaffigan. Hold on. Let me give you another clue. Oh, well, uh, we're up against it. I just Louis Anderson. No, he he had the show on Comedy Central where he would uh, Bob Hope do like the redemption thing where he'd have Latarian on. Oh, oh Tosh.0. Tosh. Daniel Tosh. I'm pretty sure Daniel Tosh hosted Tens. Okay. And it was like he would go to the bar and just, like, interview super hot chicks. That's what the whole show was. Pretty much. Oh, and okay. your little Jake is like, ah. Oh, uh, yeah. She's such a 10. Like, I get off aim for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and that was either she's like preceded eight. or followed by uh, strip poker. So, wait, 10s? Mm-hmm. It was T-E-N. I thought he was saying tins. Yeah, I, no, I didn't tens. really know. What he was meaning until yeah okay talking to hots. It was just Daniel Tosh. It's a guy just talking to hots to to talk to hots. Yeah, and then strip poker would either come on right before or right after that. I've never seen that. I have seen strip news on internet. Internet. Have you? Of course. I think I was probably made aware of it by you. (laughs) They'll just do news stories as they're slowly uh, undressing, and she's like, Hmm. huh. All right. By the time we get to cat fashion show, we might have a cat I'm fashion out. show. I'm out before sports. All right, there's your news. Oh, all right. It's, uh, the dumb like a little warning. I like to give you no warning. <laughs> I know. And subscribe. The dumb zone presents Look how seamlessly we worked into that. In history. So it's Tuesday, January 23rd. Don't know if I've ever said that today yet. How do you get fired at 30 and 13? Because they're a mess, right? That's what people say, but... I mean, if... Uh, do you think they run it by Giannis, too? They I have to think, but I, I I remember Giannis being pretty upset whenever they fired Bud. At least publicly. publicly. Yeah. So, Tuesday, January 23rd. Tomorrow is our Cataldi Day, our business day. We will not have a program for you tomorrow. So you can listen to this one back and mark your favorite Blake drops. Show 103. This is our 103rd show, but actually 104. (laughs) On this day in 1845, Congress decided that all national elections would be held on the first Tuesday 
after the first Monday <laughs> in November. What a beating. I'd so be you're like, at that. well, what if um, Tuesday, November 1st? No. 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 Way too Wait. early. Are you silly, man? We got to get a Monday in here first. Are you mad? <laughs> well, what if it's Tuesday, November 2nd? Fair. All right, we can go we with got that. a Monday in there. That's fine. Yeah. So Congress, a lot of back and forth. Back, yeah, yeah. Trading proposals. It's a, hor- it, it's a horrible bit. Why isn't it on a Saturday? Well, I guess you already have stuff planned. But certainly, I do agree that the national holiday should be election day. Nobody, Nothing should be open. You should be generally you're off work, unless you have a really important job like this. I could be wrong, but the last time I cared about something like this and actually looked into it, um, countries that set it up for it to be easier for you to be able to vote, more people vote. It feels like that should be what <laughs> it would be the case. Is a goal. Yeah. On this day in 1962, speaking of voting, Jackie Robinson elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Damn. It was his first year of eligibility. He got 77% of the vote. <laughs> Barely made it. What's what's your stance? Was he not good? Uh, no, it's just that his number shouldn't be retired on every team. Oh, okay. Should be retired on the Dodgers. But it was like a, hey, we feel real bad about all that racism mm-hmm. stuff, and we're going through some bad times now with the whole steroid scandal and a lot of uh, look over here. There was a strike <laughs> and and uh, yeah, retire. Wait, are you ignoring that we're retiring Jackie Robinson's number across the league? Well, yeah, but I hate the new All-Star game where... where uh, 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 uh. What are you, a racist? No, okay, yeah, so I'll acknowledge that, but but I'm still kind of mad about the strike and you and just the money-grubbing. The Why are you bit- wearing a 42 jersey? It's retired. On this day in the year 2000, NFL star Derek Thomas... Not really was- that high of a career what's above replacement. Really? What do we got? I mean, over forty. Yeah, almost sixty. Okay, that's not. I don't think that's near embarrassing. He just didn't be play that thing. long. I mean, obviously, he was having to play in a different league mm-hmm. for a significant number of years. But how old was he? Rookie year, twenty-six. Okay. On this day in the year two thousand. <laughs> That might be my worst take of all time. <laughs> <laughs> NFL star Derek Thomas injured when the sport utility vehicle he was driving overturned on an icy road in Missouri. He would die two weeks later. I can't recall the last time I heard somebody read out the term sport utility mm-hmm. vehicle. Yeah, I was just as I was reading, I'm like, well, why doesn't it just say SUV? Man, I was a big fan. I think I've told you guys that is the moment I started always fastening my seatbelt. Because I believe the propaganda, after, what came out of that was he didn't have his seatbelt fastened. Really? Had he had it fastened, you know, he wouldn't be in, he would be alive, basically. <laughs> he wouldn't be in that bad of shape. Like, de- and like dead. 
I obviously grew up in a different era, and in my era, there was no make sure your seatbelt is fastened when I was a little kid, at least. And then later, it started to become a thing. You'd see the click it or ticket signs, all that, but it was like, what was that? I'm fine. I I'm here. Yeah, you know, I'm it's the no. What is that a false equivalent? What is that? How how would you frame that if you if you say, well, I never wore a bike helmet. I fell down a lot. I'm fine. Why should I have my kids wear a bike helmet? I mean, there's probably, you could use like confirmation bias or something, but there's probably a more accurate term for it. You know what's weird is, um, and I don't think he would be upset with me saying this, and I also don't think he listens. Uh, my father-in-law, who I love to death, he doesn't. he still doesn't wear one. And like, you'll just be in the car with him, and it'll just... Beep. Beep. Dang. So he doesn't even do the trick that you can do? Is like behind you? Yeah, just put it in. Buckle it and you just sit on it. I think he's... I think I've seen him do that. And I haven't been in the car with him for like too long of distances, but he just doesn't put it on. Because like, the beeping in my car... Very annoying. You could not get... You could not live through it. Yeah. Like it yeah. starts out slow. Yeah. But if you let it ride for a minute or two... I even have the weird deal in my car where, you know, because Nora's now in like a booster... So, like, I have to make sure that when she's not in there that it doesn't think she's in there, you know? Mm, yeah. Even that's annoying. On this day in the year 2020, the Chinese government. A lot of uh, 2020 Chinese government news lately. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. It's a hot time for that, yeah. These are things we didn't read at that time. Well, we might have. Uh, they issued a travel ban for all residents of Wuhan, the epicenter of a novel coronavirus outbreak that would eventually cause a pandemic. As of this day, the uh, COVID-19 had killed about 17 people. No, certainly it's done at that point. Yeah. Birthdays, we have uh, former cowboy Anthony Spencer is 40. That was a first-round draft pick. Purdue? Yeah. Same uh, same year as D-Ware, right? Yeah. Purdue, are you sure about that? Or Wake? I'm saying Purdue. Give it to uh, me. Yeah, I thought Come Purdue. on, give it to me. Give it to me. Give me Purdue. You got it. All right. Phil Dawson, 49. Texas. Cleveland. He'll tweet on you. Oh, really? Yeah, he tweeted something the other day about you know, the Browns beating the Texans. He's from Texas, whatever. I feel like kickers tweet too much. <laughs> Former Cleveland Brown Eric Metcalf is 56. Jerry Kramer is 88. Texas? Did Metcalf go to Texas? I think so. I think I just saw that recently. Why would you have seen that recently? Because I'm playing an old school football game right now. Okay. Yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, Jerry Kramer, you know who he is? Of course. Norm farted on him. Farting? Yeah. Well, he was more the guy in the ice bowl. He was blocking for Bart Starr. Was he offsides? Okay. Uh, Byron Hanspard is 48. Is your wife fired up about him? Why do I know that name? Red Raider, great. Huh. Had his guns up. Tito Ortiz is 49. 
says here, MMA meathead. For sure. <laughs> That's a bit redundant, but... True. Richard Dean Anderson is 74. You guys know who that is? Do not. RDA. Do you know who MacGyver is? Wow. Didn't he go to Ohio? Went to Ohio U. <laughs> yeah. I was always... I was pretty fired up to uh, find that out when I went to Ohio U. <laughs> Welcome to the MacGyver dorm. And I believe it was that <laughs> and Sugar Ray Leonard's son went there as well. I that was, is... I was like, cool. The most spare Ohio. <laughs> so Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till the Browns are good. Really? I got to get famous enough that I want to be like a... I want to come out of the woodwork Yeah. to be a Browns... Oh, he's a Browns fan? Oh. That we're finding out like Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave is a uh, Lions fan. I didn't know that. Yeah. Steph Curry was a Panthers fan. We obviously yeah. know Eminem, right. but Lions fans are now, you're, you're discovering, oh, you're a Lions fan. We've never heard from you. And you just have no chance with the Cowboys. <laughs> no, right. Everybody's a Cowboy fan. Um, Tiffany Thiessen. Oh, my God. Is yeah. 50. Saved by the bell. Jake. Whew. Perfect? Yeah. Mariska Hargaday, 60. I'm pretty sure you can see her butthole in the movie The Wrestler. <laughs> no, 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 wait. What's that lady's name? Mariska Hargaday is SVU, right? Oh, do you yes. see that? Is what she is perfect? It? She's pretty great, yeah. Plus, she'd all push you around. She's got handcuffs. I like that, yeah. yeah. What is her name? Marissa Tomei? Oh, yeah. She's hot. And 73 years old today. 73 years ago today. Born in Denison, Texas. Weren't we just talking about Denison? Yeah, it's the Dairy Queen of Texas. <laughs> Sully Sullenberger. Wow. Is from Texas. Grew up. Flew with a little side eye toward those birds. Like, what are all the What's birds going on up there? there? Uh, born on this day, now they're not alive. Can you just imagine being, like, a guy who's actually been in a plane in war? And, like, had missiles and 50 cows shot at you. And this guy got hit by a fucking pigeon. <laughs> and then he gets a and movie. everybody knows his name. And nobody has a movie about you. You no, were in the war. No, you were serving your country. You've been in a dog fight, and Sully literally just gets hit by like a crow. And this guy's yeah, getting mailbox money. Yeah. And, and now Tom Hanks is playing him. You can't even get benefits. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great uncle fly helicopters in Vietnam, like the most badass of badass, and he was one of those that you could not talk about it. Like he just, he didn't want to talk about it. Well, too, you know what's interesting? Sully won't shut up about That's it. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> you didn't do shit, so and you yeah, you want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, born now, not alive, John Hancock, who invented the autograph. I think it's Herbie. And XXXTentacion. Tentation. Commercial for Venmo. I don't know anything about him. Wasn't Mino all fired up about him? Yeah. Yeah, but I do remember that his murder video was like immediately posted to Twitter. Yeah. And that was wild. Mm-hmm. And you are a guy who will click on a murder well, video. I mean, it was a couple of years ago, but yeah, yeah. You could just stare at it. You just <laughs> lay in there. 
shows up on your timeline of like, oh, here's a rapper who just got killed at an intersection. But I think he was buckled, so. <laughs> Turns out, seatbelt not great for... Uh, <laughs> Trying to get away. For bullets. Died on this day in 2021, Larry King. Insane marriage history. Sometimes I'll just look at it and marvel. Like six, seven, back to the one he was married before type thing? Right? Yeah. A couple of them were multiples. Yeah. Had a really good sit down with Mac Miller. You know what he actually did? I would recommend everyone watch that. It's super weird because Mac is, as always, extremely, extremely high. <laughs> but they just sit there and talk about like entertainment industry for half an hour, and it's really good. And huh. the whole time, Mac Miller cannot believe he's sitting down with Larry King. That's the main thing. Maybe he's not just high. He's just like, I don't know what he's I'm just doing staring here. staring at him like, why am I talking dude, you're to Larry, Larry King? King. <laughs> Is it like Eminem with Musburger? Brent Musburger, yeah. Well, yeah, but he was doing a bit. I think he was. I think Mac was genuinely like, I watched you with my mom growing up late at night. How am I sitting here? Yeah, and like the last place you would expect yeah. Mac Miller. Yeah. Uh, 2005, Johnny Carson. I read a book about him. Um, not a great guy, right? Like to knock around the ladies a little bit. <laughs> Teach them a little lesson. But a different time. Yeah. Grew up in a different time. Sure. Back when America was great. And uh, died on this day in 1944, Edvard Munch. He painted The Scream. You know what that... Yeah, familiar with that face thing. You're not real impressed. Kind of. Did you expect us to have a big reaction to an artist who isn't Picasso? Um. Oh, forgot to stop that. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> uh, closing remarks, Blake Jones. Uh, I'm putting it down under a Kim spin that Marissa Tomei, you can see your butthole in The Wrestler. I'm pretty sure. No, I, I fact-checked it. You're right. However, I do think that's a Kim spin, so I'm putting it on the list. He fact-checked it because this guy knows when he's seen a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he doesn't just write down anything you say. Right, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Adios, mofo. Adios, <laughs> mofo.